Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to start you out with some numbers. Ten. That's what place we're in right now. Nineteen. The number of games the Lakers have left in the regular season. Three and seven. It's our record over the last ten games. Four point five. Or four and a half. That's how many games we have back from the eighth spot in the Western Conference. One in three. That was our record on this week. Despite playing three of the bottom four teams in the Western Conference who all have sub-500 records. Eight. That's the percent chance the Lakers have of making the playoffs this year. This is what we've been dealing with as Laker fans. Oh, yeah. Welcome to episode 12. This is LA Confidential. Ah, yes. This is John Hunter, your host. And we have the somber tone today because it's somber times. Lakers yet again letting us down. And no one seems to know what the problem is. But we'll start off with our normal recipe, even though I feel like we're just doing the same. We're saying kind of the same thing every week at this point. And, you know, I'm sure everybody wants to change. But let's go through the games. Let's go through the games. Not a great week, as we saw. Uh, we started the game. We started the week off with the Grizzlies. Team, we should have beat. Lost by five. 110 to 105. What happened? Again. I think it's part of the thing I was talking about last week where we're just getting top-heavy production. We don't get production down the board. Let's take a look here. Like, listen, Brandon Ingram, 32 points, four assists, six rebounds. Great. Shot 12 for 18. Like I said, three for three from downtown. Like I said, Brandon Ingram has been spectacular after the All-Star break. <laughs> LeBron, triple-double, 24, 11, and 12. Another another um, kind of shaky shooting performance for LeBron, 8 for 23, um, I had zero for four from three. I'm not, I'm not sure if he's. I'm going to attribute that to him maybe not being fully recovered or or what it is, but um, didn't shoot great. Uh, Kuzma, great game, cool. Twenty two points, two assists, four uh, four rebounds, nine for fifteen shooting, great. Sixty percent. Reggie Bullock gave us fourteen and four assists. It's fine. Hit four threes. It's okay. After those four, that's it. That was it. Javale had six. After that, Scala had three. It just goes down from there. That's it. That's all we get right there. Just those four. At while well, in the meantime, Mike Conley dropped thirty on us. Five assists. Yodas Valanciunas, who they just got from the Raptors, he had twenty points and thirteen boards. Avery Bradley had fifteen. Joakim Noah got brought back into the league. Went anywhere. Fourteen and twelve. This game, like, it was just, like, to me, what I saw from this game was just, there was just no defense. This is the game that you saw people harping on LeBron online for because there was a couple plays where he just looked like he was maybe standing still on defense. And it looked like he didn't want to give much. But at the same time, I'm not going to knock just him because it's a defense has come down to a team effort. Yeah, there were some plays where LeBron maybe took off, but... I mean, honestly, like, I'm not gonna, I can't fully blame him the way he, he's had to carry us a lot of this season, and it's still not enough. But here nor there, we had to win as a team, lose as a team. 110 to 105, Grizzly take it. 
Now, we go back to the next game, which I said that I really wanted to win because they beat us last time we played the Pelicans, and Anthony Davis is playing this time. Play this time. Limited minutes, mind you. Limited minutes. And the coaches said they weren't going to play in the fourth quarter. We got this one. Thank goodness. We won this one, 125-119. Fortunately, we won, we won barely. Barely. LeBron had 33-10-6. and six. Shot 13 for 24. Brandon Ingram had 23-4-6. and six. Keeping up his great play, which I like to see. Kuzma had 22-5. and five. That was great. Bullock gave us 14-5. and five. Rondo, love the way he played today. He came alive. 11 points, 16 assists, 7 boards. Very Rondo-ish game. JaVale had 10. See, six players in double figures. Started to look a little better. Lance Stevenson had nine. But, you know, that's that's great. Good, good, right? Good. Julius Randle is the one who killed us. I mean, Julius had 35 points and six rebounds. Our former player, he killed us. Luckily, we were able to hold him off. Anthony Davis in his limited minutes had 22 and eight. Good thing he didn't play the whole game. Shot 10 for 14. Drew Holiday, 19, 10, and 7. Another good game. Uh, honestly, it's just these guys, um, they played us again. Pretty tough. Got the job done. I mean, this was not much to say. We just basically did what we were supposed to do. I mean, when Anthony Davis in limited minutes, we should take it, should take the W. This shouldn't, this shouldn't be like a we shouldn't have to celebrate wins like this. This is a team we should be beating. But again, here nor there. Let's move on. This is the toughest game of the week, supposedly it was supposed to be. No, we play the number one team with the number one record in the NBA. The Milwaukee Bucks play Giannis, which is never fun for anybody. But here's the crazy part. We played really well up until the end. We couldn't hold on, I guess, anymore. Um, Brent Ingram, 31 and 8. He shot 13 for 21. All right. LeBron had 31, 10, and 7. They had 31 apiece. He shot 10 for 19. Rondo didn't shoot great, but he had 20 points, 9 assists, and 8 rebounds. Those three balled. Kuz did not shoot well this game. He had 12 points and six boards. We shot five or 18. So that didn't really help. After that, no one really gave us anything, which is kind of the problem. Top heavy, again. Again, that's the problem. Another thing, I know Giannis wasn't fully healthy this game either, which I guess a lot of people didn't know. Um, but at the same time, he had 16, 6, and 15. That's, that's Giannis at not 100%, which is wild. Bledsoe, Eric Bledsoe had 31, 5 and 9. Malcolm Brogdon had 21 and 4. Chris Middleton had 18, 6 and 5. Ilyasova had 12. Brooke Lopez had 11. And uh, Miritich had 11. Like, they had seven people in double figures. They played good team ball. I mean, Pat Connaughton had nine. They almost had eight people in double figures. They good team ball. They just outplayed us down the stretch. We, we were playing them. For a good part of the game, we were with them. Just got outplayed down the stretch. I don't want to linger too much on these games. Um, we know what happened. This was the one. This The next game was the one. I think I've never seen a game unless that wasn't like a finals game or a playoff elimination game that was able to break the spirits of an entire fan base in one game. 
like this last, like this next, like this uh, next game we're talking about did. Suns and Lakers Saturday. The Suns have the worst record in the NBA. They had 12 wins, and we gave them number 13. We lost 118-109. 118-109. Okay, we almost lost by double digits to the Suns. Okay, they put 108. We let them score 118 points on us. We couldn't outscore them. LeBron had tw- LeBron played well. He had, 20, had 27 points, 16 assists, 9 rebounds. Ingram hit 25-7. and seven. JaVale showed up this game. He shot 10 for 10 this game. He had 21-7. Way to go, JaVale. Kuz didn't take a lot of shots this game. He was a little passive, 13, 3 and 6 for him. It's okay. He gave us something. After that, we don't have much. That's it. That's it. Josh Hart at 8, and then that's it. Like, honestly, it's – I don't know what happened. Like, where, where's everybody else? I don't know. It didn't. Here's the crazy – we got killed by the two young stars. Their rookie, DeAndre Ayton, led the way. He had, he said he had he just said 26 and 12. Shit, eight for eleven. Devin Booker at 25, 4 and 4. Josh Jackson at 16. Kelly Rubre at 14, 4 and 5. Like Mikael Bridges at 12. He's outplayed us. I don't know. We couldn't do a thing about Aiden. He's just running in, throwing down dunks, just killing in the paint. Absurd. Absurd. Like I I don't I don't I don't I don't know what you want to say what want me to say. That that's it's excusable. This week was inexcusable. The way the season has been going has been inexcusable. I think people are just as confused as I am at this point. Because at this point, these playoff chances are just slipping away. We'll talk about that when we get back. All right, guys, welcome back. Uh, let's, I guess, just talk about what's going on. I don't really particularly have anything for us to, like, specifically look at and break down. It's really just the same thing I said last week. I, I broke it down to the two points last week uh, in terms of what we need to make the playoffs, and which was consistency and sense of urgency. At this point, I mean, we, we said we needed to have a big week. As we know, the Lakers had a hard schedule, but – what do we do? This last week, look, we, I mean, I understood. Listen, one game is which I understood if we lost. So we played the Bucs. The Bucs are a good team. They're the best record in the NBA for a reason. I get the Bucs. We played them well. I mean, we lost, but like, we'd love to win, but I understand. The rest of the week is inexcusable. But now, at this point, like, we don't have much time left. And, you know, it's like LeBron said to those young guys, like, is basketball your top priority right now? To me, it doesn't look like it. At this point, no, people want to know when, when this starts happening, these type of things start happening. People, fans, people, players even, start pointing blame. Who's to blame to? The players? Is it your top players, your leaders, like LeBron? Is it your coach, like Luke Walton? Is it the organization and the higher-ups, Magic Johnson and Rob Palenka? Does it go? Does it go as high up as Genie Bus? Here's the answer: It's everyone, everyone from top to bottom, bottom to top, side to side, all around. I don't care. It's everyone. 
start with the players. LeBron is the one I could probably blame the least. People want to give a lot of blame to him and like to, you're the leader. So, which comes in terms of being, you know, it comes to being a leader. You're going to be the leader of the team. You're going to take, you're going to, you and the coach are going to shoulder the most blame. It's what it is. LeBron will play hard every night. You, he gets a trip, he gets near a triple double almost every night. Can't fully not blame him. If we're going to pick out some, we're going to pick out something about LeBron. I say Le, LeBron's main weakness since I've probably seen him been playing since he was drafted. I feel like LeBron's weakness has been his free throw shooting. There's late ga- there's games where they're, where they're late and LeBron cannot hit free throws to save his life some games. Suns game could have been a one possession game down the, down the, down the stretch. LeBron misses two free throws. Not his fault we lost, for sure not. He balled. We should have been in that position in the first place. We shouldn't have started the fourth down double digits to the Suns. The Suns. Brennan Ingram, he's been playing amazing since the All-Star break. Thanks for waking up now, Ingram. Where were you in the first half of the season? What, do you think because you're playing well? Do you think because he's playing well now that's an excuse for him being gone the rest of the season? Yeah, he's been great since the All-Star break. Thanks for giving us this, like, you know, Finally, this like half a month of play that everyone's been waiting on all season. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get on you too much because you've been playing playing really well now. I want him to keep it up. Kuz, I like I said, I've been seeking Kuz's praises all year, all year. I said Kuz, I was saying all year Kuz second best player on this team. Problem with Kuz is he's gonna be inconsistent. Okay, Kuz has to. Last time he's a killer. Don't like lately. I think since Ingram has been playing playing really well, he's kind of taken a step back. It kind of like, you know, letting Ingram kind of be the number two number two guy. But I feel like you can't do that. I feel like Kuz, gotta keep, he has to keep up the aggression. And a lot of times Kuz shoots inconsistently. He's not very efficient all the time. Like, same thing with Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram, sometimes he plays a little bit, he's not very efficient. He's, Brandon Ingram still gets tunnel vision sometimes and doesn't make the right play. Kuz just a lot of sometimes, sometimes he gets a little, he gets a little trigger happy. But... I think Kuz not to regress at this point, and Brandon Ingram step up, and then beforehand Brandon Ingram didn't do anything. Kuz stepping up. Why don't you both play well? Then that would help because I'm gonna get on them because these three, these three right here are what we got. LeBron, Kuz, and Ingram. That's what it's gonna have to be because Lonzo's still out. Uh, we haven't got a solid timetable when he's gonna return. I mean, at this point, here's the crazy part. At this point, if we're not even gonna make the playoffs, if it comes to point we can't even make the playoffs, why bring him back? Why risk him? Some people think we should sit LeBron the rest of the season. This is Paul Pierce who's saying sit LeBron. You're right. Come on. Be serious for a second. I'm not going to sit anybody. Mind you, it's improbable to make the playoffs, not impossible. It's two different things. So we want to, Reggie Bullock, let's look at him for a second. Reggie Bullock was brought on to be a sharpshooter. And the crazy part is I don't really have a problem with Reggie Bullock's, Reggie Bullock's doing. Reggie Bullock's not supposed to be there to be like our best player, okay? Richard Bullock is not supposed to be there to be like, oh, he's a game changer. No, he's supposed to be there because he's doing what he's supposed to do. We need a shooter. We need a shooter to spread out the floor. Richard Bullock goes out there, gets us like 12 to 16 points, hits some threes, plays some defense, goes back to the bench. That's what he does. Honestly, he's doing what he's supposed to do. Not going to expect too much from him. Everybody else is not there. Everybody else, at this point, when we get good games from anybody else, at this point, it's just a plus. JaVale, when he has a good game, hey, great. JaVale's back. 
inconsistent. Josh Hart, inconsistent. Lance Stevenson, sporadic, inconsistent. I don't know where Tyson Chandler is. What's he doing? Where's Mo Wagner? Is he doing anything? Not really. I mean, we don't get much for anybody else. I don't know who else, but KCP. Again, I don't know where he went. I forgot he was on the team. We kind of just get the same guys every night. I see it literally. It's the four same guys every night. It's Reggie Bullock giving us that little, like, 12 to 16 points, depending on how well he's shooting, and then Kuz, Braun, and Ingram scoring, like, 18 to 30 points, somewhere in there. Who else are we going to get offense from? That's what I want to know. Who else get get offense and defense, for that matter? I mean, the Suns put up 118 points on us. We can't beat anybody right now. We can't stop anybody. We can't beat, if we can't beat the Suns, I don't know what we're going to do. Hey, maybe it'd be a wake-up call. Maybe that'd be like a shock to the system and they'll start playing better. Again, that's wishful thinking, but hey. Take a look at Luke Walton. At this point now, it doesn't really matter how much I defend Luke Walton or who defends him. And I read an article which like, I think put it in a really – uh, 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 they said it a good way. I feel they said Luke Walton's on borrowed time right now with the Lakers, which I think is pretty accurate at this point. I don't think there's anything that could save Luke at this point, unless the Lakers were to just like nearly win out the rest of the nearly win out the rest of the regular season and then just actually get a and then actually get past the first round of the playoffs. I think that's the only thing that could save Luke Walton right now. I feel like he's his job is done. It's I feel like at this point now it's a foregone conclusion. There's not really any point in firing him right now. Because there's 19 games less than less than the season, so I think they're gonna let him play out the season. But after this, I think that the, I think that uh, uh, the Lakers organization is probably gonna go ahead and fire Luke and look for somebody else. At this point, there's not really a save with him. And honestly, like Luke's had a bad go of things. He's had a bad go of things with everything that's happened. But at the same time, as a coach, it's your job to inspire the players. And if there's one thing the Lakers really do look right now, it's uninspired. Because. These dudes look like they do not want to be there. Um, no one's playing like they have any type of fight in them. They're just laying down, taking these losses. Like these guys look like they don't want to be there. Besides, I told you the guys I named. I think Reggie Bullock's just like there because like he just got traded and it's like, okay, my job is to shoot, I'll just shoot. But we're talking top of the main guys. Like LeBron, Ingram, Kuz. Only people who look like they want to play. And even then, sometimes they look like they're not all inspired because there was that one thing that there was that one, the Suns, the Suns game. Uh, Lakers gave up another easy layup, and LeBron looked so lethargic passing the ball, and he actually had a, he like, threw it off the back of the goal and, like, went out of bounds. And, like, it was just, everything about that game, it just, honestly, thinking about it just makes me cringe. Thinking about this week, thinking about the season, just makes me cringe. But going back to Luke, I don't think there's any saving Luke. Your job, you inspire team. Do something to pump these other guys up. Not just your top guys. I'm talking about the guys all the way down the bench. Because if we had some consistent play from somebody outside of LeBron, B.I., and Kuz, then maybe we wouldn't be 30 and 33 right now in 10th place. Because I've been defending Luke Walton all season, and again, I'm not going to say it's all his fault. But some of the blame is going to go to Luke. Because I feel like at this point, maybe you're not. You're. I don't. I don't know if Luke's doing everything he can as a coach, or everything he should be doing. Now the question is, well, the pressure. And I'm not gonna do it too much longer on this. Won't do it. Won't do it too much longer on this. We'll look at you, Magic Johnson and Rob Palinka. 
Mind you, you put together this team. Okay? Put together a team, a lot of young players at LeBron. Promised a lot of things. Too early to blame you now. Maybe. The team is somewhat okay constructed. If you knew what LeBron was about, you knew he plays best with shooters, maybe get some more shooters in the offseason. Maybe pull the trigger on some things. Not just expecting everybody will be there and ready to come to the Lakers because of the lure of L.A. and LeBron. The idea that players want to just – every player in the league just automatically wants to play with LeBron is a myth. Okay? And I'm not saying anything against LeBron. LeBron, the reason players are sometimes wary of playing with LeBron is because LeBron cast a large shadow. Is the reason Kyrie left Cleveland in the first place. He cast a large shadow. I'm not saying it's 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 tough to play with him because he is a great player. And it's certain expectations that are, are, are supposed to be said to you. You're supposed to have, you're supposed to meet. Nothing wrong. Nothing against LeBron. What I mean by cast a, a large shadow is that. A lot of the time, despite how you play, especially if you want to be your own star, it's not going to happen if LeBron's there. Whatever team LeBron is on, whatever success that team has, the first thing people look at is what did LeBron do? Some players don't want that. That's just what it is. The allure of L.A. is not enough for everybody. So... Magic Johnson and Rob Pling have, have some stuff to do. We're fixing the roster of this team and getting a proper coach who's going to inspire these guys to play. Okay, because let's put it this way. You brought LeBron here, kept these young guys, got a four-year window, okay? I'm not going to get too much. I'm going to save it for later shows as we get near the end of the regular season when I start talking about what free agents are out there this year and what's going to have to be done, that's going to be saved for a later show. But for right now, honestly, that's what I want to talk about for um, Magic Judge Rapalinka. Your time's coming. Because when it does come, then y'all, y'all not doing what you're supposed to do. Listen, we already know Jeannie's ruthless. Jeannie Buss. Even though as much as, as much need as it was, she got her brother out of there. And Mitch. So... We're gonna see what happens. Better get these get get, get, get these wins going, because Laker fans, as everybody knows, Laker fans are are used you know we're used to a level of play that we expect, and we've been we've not had that level the past five years. Bringing LeBron in, Magic in, everything's supposed to be fixed. I think everybody's a little tired of this, but that's honestly what I want to talk to you guys about this week. Uh, let's look ahead. Okay, let's look ahead to the upcoming week. We got three games, um, and they're all hard. As we know, our schedule is tough. The first game uh, tonight, important. Play the Clippers. Home game for us. Super important. They're in the eighth spot. We need to win. This this one is one of those ones that they, like, I said we need to win all of them. We have to win this. This type of game, like, with, with them, you you chop off a whole game of difference between you when you play the team that you're trying to catch. You have to win this one. It's super important. We play a very, very tough, very tough Denver Nuggets team on Wednesday. That team is the team can ball. We all know that. That's a huge game. That team, that game's super tough. We're gonna have to play, we're gonna play our best basketball that game to win. Because they can they come out and they come out and hoop every night. And they're deep, top to bottom. 
Saturday, play our rivals, play the Celtics. Last game, we had to be saved by our, our Rajon Rondo buzzer beater. Hopefully it doesn't get to that point now. Fortunately for us, the Celtics have also been struggling. Also a super tough game because they're going to play us hard. We had to play them harder. Three games this week. We need three wins. Despite how tough it is, we need it. Uh, it's going to be tough for us. Guys, I thank you and I appreciate you for coming back and listening every week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Make sure you're following us on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Instagram, John the Great Five. Twitter, LA Confidential John. Thank you, guys. This has been episode 12, LA Confidential. This is your gracious host, John Hunter, and I see you next week.